to experience the ripple effect. This is the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. A nonprofit organization established in 2007 to provide powerful leadership training to the youth of our communities. And now, here's your host, by board member, co-owner of Rapport International and certified trainer, Brett Johnston. Hello and welcome back to the Empowering Youth Podcast. I'm Brett Johnston. I'm Mesa Whitaker. I'm Preston Gladwell. I'm Zen Anderson. I'm Carson Frower. And we are pleased to introduce my favorite cousin, even though I told Mason he was my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Carson Frower. Yeah, Mr. Frower. Well, so just so you know, I hope that your brother's podcast comes out before yours because, you know, he had, he just was alluding to you were kind of the, um, how did he phrase that? The cool brother. Is that what he said? Was, was did he use the word cool? Now he I did say that. that he loved him and, and he was so thankful for his brother, Yeah, but he also said the fun one, the, the fun, fun one. one. Yep. Yeah. The fun one. Well, he has no one else to have fun with. So. so he, when he, when he has, when he has no one else to pick from, you're the fun one. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, it, it's awesome to have you here tonight again. Thank I apologize you. for that. All good. But, um, no, there's a reason for it because we're going to go even deeper. Great. And, and so we brought in reinforcements tonight. That's why Zen's here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Said Zen, whatever, you know, you get it out of him. Got it. No, but let's, let's talk about you for, for the night. Let's talk about your life. Let's talk about your childhood. Let's talk about, um, you know, experiences you've had challenges you've had, you know, maybe some mistakes you've made. Um, but we, we can start wherever you want and just kind of let it flow. Okay. Where do you like, where should I start? Where do you guys want to start? Your childhood. I mean, what, where did you come from? How old are you right now? Six, uh, 17. Yes. Yes. So childhood since he's still a child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perfect. Whenever you can remember first young man. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> sure. You can. Uh, so do you remember moving to the Valley? Yes. Okay. So let's, let's just talk about that time. Let's, let's talk about when you moved up to the Valley. Um, okay. were you excited to move to the Valley? No, I was pissed. Why? I, I, I didn't want to go make new friends. I was comfortable with who I was comfortable with and, and didn't want to like get out of my comfort zone and make friends. So you made that aware to mom and dad? Yeah. Yeah. And did they care? No. Well, yeah, obviously they cared, but they like did care. they were, they were, it's already to that point where it's like, there's no going back. You're, you're going. How old were you when you moved? Fourth grade. So 10, 11, about 10. Well, yeah, somewhere around there. So moving up to the Valley, how was it going into school? Where was it in the summer that you moved up there? Did you start, when did you start school? So it was, we moved up there roughly in the middle of summer, I think. And then into school, my teacher was my neighbor. So we were friends and she had a grandson that's my age. that I'm still friends with, but, but when I got there, I was like, I just didn't know what to do. So kind of just sat there. So that was your first friend when you moved up there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how was that experience moving up there? You have no friends yet, of course. Being the new kid in school, how was it? It was just awkward. I didn't know, like, back then I didn't, like, just go out and talk to people. I kind of just got with my little group of whoever and then wouldn't 
wouldn't mind just staying with them. How was your relationship with your mom and dad at that time? It was good. We um, tend to, I guess, fight a little bit because obviously I didn't want to go up there, so I didn't, I didn't get along with them too great because they made me go up there. Now that- I love, I'm, I'm like awkward silence. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. my bad. Yeah, no, it's not your bad. Tell us more. About what? Like mom and dad. Um, we'd have little arguments like first day of school. Uh I would I sat on the bed in tears, not wanting to go to school because I didn't want to go make new friends. I kinda just didn't want to, and then we'd fight a little bit and then we'd get over it within the day. So So when you think about your big brother, mm-hmm. How, how, when you at that age and you're looking at your big brother because you were blessed to have one, mm-hmm. how was your relationship? Me and him were always just, we were super close. And it was just like, if I needed someone, I'd know I had him and I wouldn't have to go to like our mom. If, if I had a problem, I'd kind of just go to him because we shared a room while we were building our house. So we were just best friends. Did you like sharing the room? Well, sometimes he'd kind of kick me off the bed sometimes and I sleep on the floor, but it was great. How much older is he? Three years. Three years. Mm -hmm. So you probably looked up to him in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're the same different, same age gap as, as me and my brother, Kellen. And we shared a room, bunk beds, even the same bed for years. And, and at the time felt like, why do we have to share a room? And, and now looking back, it was like, it was such a blessing. It was, it was such a great time for us to be that close and to spend that time together. Oh yeah. It was kind of a party every night. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) What did you two do for fun? Um, at the time before I moved up there, I, I played soccer from whenever I remember to, to third grade. And then once I moved up there, I decided I didn't want to do it. So we both decided to join the football team up there. And so we'd, we'd play football. We'd, we had, can't remember if I think we had little dirt bikes up there, so we'd we just mess around. Sounds like you got into a lot of trouble, is what it sounds like. No, not really. Not really. Not the we part. Ah, uh. maybe me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was going with it. And that's why you're the fun one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, but let's let's keep moving forward. Think about um, you know the rest of grade school and beginning to make those friends. Um, how, how did that work for you? Um, I kind of just would make one friend at a time. And then with those friends that I'd made, they'd go with their friends and I'd hang out with their friends. And then I'd keep just going more and more and more and more friends to the point where it's like, okay. How long did that take? Uh, probably end of fourth grade, start of fifth grade. So it took about a year. Yeah. Yeah. So in one year, you'd completely rebounded. Mm-hmm. And, and now, you, now you've got this great group of friends. Yeah. And it no longer was that a worry. Yeah, no. So what lesson did you learn? Get out of my comfort zone and don't care what people think. Yeah. And and even though you got to start over with your friends, it was okay. Yeah. Because there are people that are moving every day. Yeah. Every day and, and leaving their friends and, and, and even loved ones and having to start over. Mm-hmm. And it'll be okay, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's great people everywhere. Indeed. So let's talk about that group of friends. All of them great kids. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, there's reasons I'm not friends with all of them still, but but for the most part, yeah. Because they're all great kids. Yeah. Yes. It's just the decisions that they they made, made, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so did you, how early do you remember starting to really understand 
who you were foundationally um, from, you know, what you valued and, and what you were okay doing and what you weren't okay doing. Probably around like seventh, eighth grade. Right. So as soon as you started junior high school, you remember having that, those thoughts, Mm -hmm. where did that come from? Just like my parents and examples from like Preston and Zen and Parker with even their choices. Oh yeah. I I don't know about that. Well, yeah, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, just how they had some choices and how they chose. (laughs) Yeah. I think you learned from me and Parker's mistakes a little bit, I'd say a lot. And I am the fun cousin. Well, me and Parker, both the fun cousins, but he is a very, he doesn't do things even if his fun cousins are asking him to or given yeah. the opportunity to. He still shuts us down. Mm-hmm. We're probably not the best influences sometimes, <laughs> but we are the fun cousins. Yeah, I could agree with that. <laughs> so, I love the influence part. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's tough. That takes a lot of courage to stand up to the fun cousins and say, yeah, yeah not me. He's yeah. hard-headed. So you've been that way as long as you can remember. Oh, yeah. And that was, that was a gift that was given to you by mom and dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can tell them thank you right now. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> it's helped you out, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, so um, continuing through, and the reason why we're talking about school is because this is the most, this is what you remember, right? That's where you're spending all your time mm-hmm. in school, building these friendships, playing football, mm-hmm. doing different activities. Were there other activities you did? Uh, I'd golf with my grandma a lot cause that's who we lived with while we were building our house. So I picked up golfing with my grandma. So that was fun. So you still golf? Not so much. Not as much. Mm-mm. You need to take grandma golfing. I do need to. Yeah. You're a very good golfer too. I used to be. I used to could. He used to kid. Yeah. He kicked my butt many, many times. <laughs> very competitive kid as well. Oh yeah. But want to unpack unpack that those school years maybe the you know especially high school Mm -hmm. because the decisions you make in high school really do define so many things because they really start to define who you are at that moment in time especially and the people you hang around with are the really the person that you are Mm -hmm. and you figured that out yeah yeah but let's so let's talk about high school well sorry i'm gonna drop back a little bit like eighth ninth grade because i know you being a hard-headed kid and a few things, you you did go through a few hard times in high, eighth, ninth mm-hmm. grade. You yeah. have can can you dig into that a little bit? Uh, like what parts of like what? Just I don't know about friends, any problems you had or any other things like that. The biggest problem was probably grades and my parents, because like in fourth grade, like from kindergarten fourth grade, I was like straight A's, and then fifth. Then six was a struggle, and then seventh and eighth, ninth, I didn't always have the best grade. So me and me and mom and dad would always butt heads. So it was kind of what was going on. Just I wouldn't. I was lazy and didn't want to turn in my stuff. Just weren't applying yourself. Yeah. So so how did those conversations go? What did they sound like? Dad would get a little hot headed. He doesn't have much patience, which is where I get it from. But he'd kind of just get super upset, and then it pissed me off. I'd say something back, it pissed him off, and then it just kept going downhill from there. There's no other parents out there that can relate to this conversation <laughs> at all. Many, so many, <laughs> yeah. So and so, did uh, how did how did you how did you work through that at that time? Um, I'd kind of just go in my room, pissed off, and then I'd get hungry, 
and I'd come upstairs and then they'd talk to me again. Cause you were ready to talk cause you were hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I love the honesty. Yeah. yeah so you start talking mm-hmm. and, and, then, and, and then where did you get? Uh, we'd kind of, they'd just tell me to get my shit in and then, um, turn your, turn your homework in, turn my homework in and then just like kind of get it together. And I can see your mom and dad saying that. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then kind of just about my choices that I make and how it could be my friends. And then we just have that talk and then we'd go to bed and then it happened a couple weeks later. And then do you remember when they're talking to you about those choices? What, what were they, what were bit. they telling you? Just like who you, who you surround yourself with at that time can, can kind of make or break who you, who you come to be. And what did you think at that age? I just thought they were stupid. Yeah. Well, because most kids do when they're listening to their parents, tell mm-hmm. them those things. And, and we can circle back around that. But what have you learned? To listen to them. Because obviously now with the past experiences, it's helped a lot. Yeah. They kind of know a little bit. Oh, yeah. Not everything, but they know a little bit. They know a little bit for sure. You know, we, we talk about, we talk to the parents um, right before graduation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that I love to share is that um, your kids are beautiful and amazing and, and they're inspiring and they're courageous and they know how to push through. Um, and they know that they haven't always done their best and they know that they have more and they know that they're responsible to let you know how to best communicate with them. So what is the best way for your parents to communicate with you? Depends on like what it's about, but not like obviously not text, not phone call, like just face to face. Cause then you can kind of see their emotions. Who can I can, I can see like what they're meaning by that. Like in text, you can't really tell someone's emotion, but when it's face to face, you can kind of tell their tone of voice. So it's like, you can tell they care. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you knowing what you know now, you know that the best way for your parents to connect with you is to sit down with you face mm-hmm. to face. Does it work well in a group setting or is it best in private? Private. Yeah. Do you like to do it inside or do it outside? Uh, inside. Yeah. Yeah. So you like to kind of be in that safe space? Yeah. Yeah. And and then the other thing that we share often is parents don't have a operating handbook for kids. That's true. And so it's, it's always off. Usually it's how they were raised. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's how they, they use this, the, the, the positive things that they remember from being raised or a lot of the example that they have. And that's how they apply it to raising their own kids, mm-hmm. you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, but the, 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 the end of the day, you sit back and go, I am who I am because of the way that I was raised and the impact that I had, or the impact my parents, you know, gave me, they yeah. impacted me in this way. And I am this person today because of those things. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you when you went through the training? I was 16. You were 16? Yeah. So you went pretty young. Yeah. Barely for the class. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you were before going into the training? I was kind of just a butthead and like, kind of. Kind of. I like didn't really notice what I was saying to myself or how I was treating other people. How, how did you talk to yourself? I just put myself down. What were some of those conversations? I, I can't remember now cause it's past. So, yeah, but I mean, for the sake of, of listeners, you know, other kids mm-hmm. who generally have the same conversations going on, 
I'd love for you to dig in for a minute and share what were some of the things, stories you told yourself, things that you said to yourself. So like when like I'd make little mistakes, it kind of just build up and build up to where I was just in my room. Not, I didn't want to hang out with friends. I didn't want to be around anyone. So I kind of just would tell myself all the bad things I've done, not the positive stuff. And what did that lead you to? Just kind of just nothing. Just a nowhere zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you get through that? Um, I found dirt biking and my brother and cousin. They were always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you like with your parents before you went into the training? Uh, I was kind of I'm still stubborn, but I was super stubborn. Didn't really want to listen. No one else has kids that don't want to listen to them. No. Nope. No. So 16, did you have your driver's license when you went? Yes. That's a pretty big time for I mean, I remember when I was 16, that was the cool thing. I could drive myself to lunch. Oh, that yeah. was pretty cool, right? You had oh, yeah. all your friends in your car, mm-hmm. exciting s- step in your life. Mm-hmm. And then you go through the training. You get to, you and get you're to so excited through. to go, right? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My mom's like, it's a gift. And I said, well, give me the receipt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't want to go. But now looking back, I got to go. So how did, how did she have that conversation with you? Did your mom and dad have the conversation with you? No, it, me and my mom would just joke about it. Not necessarily joke, but I'd be like, well, I want to see it. I don't want to go. Like just was being honest with her that I didn't want to go. So, but you ended up going anyways. Yeah. Yeah. The ride there. What were you thinking about? How were you feeling? So when I left, my dad said, remember the bus driver's name. So the whole <laughs> way I was like, what? That's a that's mean? a very old school um, thing from clear back when people used to go to class. Adults um, rapport used to have a coachman. Um, his name was Bill Lindsay. Rest his soul, a beautiful man. And it, we just passed his ten year uh, anniversary of when he passed away, which is kind of bizarre. But he used to be the coachman. So anytime when adult went to class, he was the bus driver, right? And so it was, and then it looped into the adult training. There's a part in the adult training that has to do with the bus driver. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the, it all loops together and, and it's kind of a running joke. And so people that went, you know, over 10, 11, 12 years plus ago, mm-hmm. when, you know, you'd ride out on the, on the rapport coach to the middle of the desert, you had this bus driver and it was the same man and, and just the most beautiful man on the entire planet miss him. Um, that's where that comes from. Cause I was so confused cause then me and one of my buddies that I was talking to on the bus, I'm like, dude, my dad said, remember his name. So when we were getting off, we go, what's your name? Now I can't remember, but I'm like, I don't know what, what this is going to do for us, but we might as well know his name. <laughs> and you were, and you were socializing the entire ride. Yeah. Yeah. You seem like a pretty social person. Just, oh yeah. From the from the jump, mm, no. I when I was really little, I was the kid to hide behind mom's leg, so I'd kind of just I was super shy. So what pushed you on the bus ride to to have those conversations and meet those people? So one of them, I knew I had went to school with him, and I still do, but like I hadn't really talked to him. So then me and him started socializing, and then. This other kid that was sitting next to us, we kind of just started talking to him, and then he ended up going to a school that one of my old friends goes to, and then it kind of just led to a friendship, I guess. Awesome. So you get to the training, right? You're getting settled. 
How are you feeling right before the training? Bit nervous. How was the first night? Um, it was it was good. Um, actually, that one buddy I was talking about on the bus, um, I went and saw his room, and I might have put his thermostat to all the way cold. So we went there the next morning, and they were all bundled up. So, oh man, <laughs> he is the fun cousin. so how were you feeling that first night how was the first few processes what were your thoughts i was like still kind of like why am i here like my my, like i don't want to be here type thing but then as it kept going it was better and better and better and better you remember that first night going to bed yeah yeah what were you thinking about uh what tomorrow was gonna bring (laughs) worried about tomorrow yeah. Worried about what's next. Mm-hmm. And what were you missing? Uh, my dog. My mom was there, so I kind of, I'd get to see her. Yeah, your mom was there for the adult Adults, class. Yeah. But I couldn't talk to her. So I kind of, I knew she was there, but I missed my dad and, and Mason. Yeah, it's amazing. You're you're gone for a few hours and in that setting mm-hmm. and, and already recognizing that these people that you care about so much, you miss them. Yeah. And then you slept like a baby. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Didn't sleep much the first night. No. Yeah, but you dug right in the second day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us about the second day. What'd you learn about yourself? Um, just who got to kind like know who I really was and what I was really saying to myself and how it was really affecting me. Yeah. Well, remember the fears we talk about, mm-hmm. and we all have fears, mm-hmm. right? False, false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. And thinking back to that fear that was holding you back, what was it stopping you from achieving or having or creating in your life? To me, it was like kind of stopping me with not just friendships, but also friendships with teachers and like other people that I didn't know and just everything pretty much. So after you broke through that, what was the outcome you were focusing on? Just be a better myself, like better myself. Not worrying about what anybody else. Yeah. Just kind of be who I am and not care what, what anyone thinks. Do you remember going around the room talking about those fears though, and recognizing how alike you were from everyone else? Oh yeah. All of a sudden it's like, wow, everybody has the same fear Mm -hmm. for the most part. Oh yeah. And also everybody has the same desires and, and, you know, aspirations of being, you know, the best version of them. But as you thought back to those insecurities and Mm self-talk that showed up a lot, didn't it? It did more than it probably should have, but, but it's unanimous. It's like every, it's everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so how did you feel about your class on the first night versus let's say halfway through the second day? Uh, the first night I'm like, "Mm, I'm not the group of people. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I didn't know what to think of them because obviously I didn't know much and I didn't go out of my way the first first day to get to to know everyone. So I was like, whatever, pretty much. Just like just another group of people. Yeah. And we walk through life like that every day, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And yet, what did you fit, come to find out about halfway through the second day into the evening of the second day? Just like how we all we all have like the same fears and that we can help each other go through the hard times. But what do you have to do with each other to be able to do that? Help each other. Yeah. And you've also got to be open and honest with each other. Right? Yes. Yeah. So you think back to um, that, that 
second night and your and your mom and dad and your family they gave you some pretty big gifts that night mm-hmm. what did you think of those gifts they made me tear up but then like i'd go back and read them and then it just made me want to not necessarily get it over with faster but break through who i really am and get get to my own self you felt you felt empowered to just be you yes so you were excited to be done yeah. Just get out there and be you. Yeah. And you knew that you had that support from, from your family yeah. and, and, and even some close friends at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you got to graduation, uh, I mean, that wasn't, that was just last fall. It wasn't yeah, that it long was. ago. This is August, but that was a big day. Oh yeah. Lots and lots of people. A there was lot. like, there was like 300 people there for your graduation. It was huge. Yeah. Lots of family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about that day. Um, when I saw everyone, I was I I didn't expect there to be so many other people because like I went to my brothers and my cousins and it was like oh yeah that's not many people and then then I saw out, out that uh, the glass doors and stuff and I'm like oh there's a lot of people but other than that it's kind of just I kind of knew a little bit what to expect but not fully just because you'd been there before yeah you were you were the final one in the family. Yeah, to go. This was this was a big thing for your family. Yeah, and when you achieve that, you know, passing yourself, how did it make you feel? Uh, just f- felt good, and just made me want to be me even more. What did you learn about judgment? That doesn't matter. Yeah. What did you learn about judging others? Doesn't matter. It doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. So you think. When you think about where we're at right now, and I know you know a lot about this in school, and you know a lot about this by what's being shared in the media, Mm -hmm. um, and there's just a lot of division, Mm -hmm. you know, separation. Yeah. Um, What would you say to those people who are feeling that division and that separation? Just like, don't care what, like, you can walk through the halls and don't care what that one person that you're afraid of thinks of you and... Just be who you are. And what's the outcome when you are who you are? Uh, you'll gain more friends and you'll you'll like yourself more. And that's the important part, right? It starts yeah. with you you yeah. liking and loving yourself first. And when you do that, you wake up energized, don't you? Yeah. And those friends you have now, they're great friends. Great friends. Why are they great friends, though? Because they, they help me day through day, and then I'm glad to see them in the morning. They're glad to see me. Just makes you have a better day. Does it make you get excited to go to school? Yeah, for sure. Are you graduating this year? Next year. Next year. Mm-hmm. One more year. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. Who what? was who was in the audience for you when you graduated? Uh, Preston was Parker there. Uh, my my parents, my brother, and his girlfriend. Sounds like your family shows up a lot for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. And those letters. How did that make you feel? Did you know those things? About no. how they felt about you? No, not really. It's just like I, I didn't know how deep they'd, they'd like go with those. Like, obviously, I kind of knew about them a little bit. Like, I knew about the notes only because the envelopes, but I didn't know exactly what, what would be in there. How'd it make you feel? Good. Did it change your relationship a little bit with your parents and your family members? Yeah, especially, I want to, yeah, especially my brothers. How did that look when you got done with the training? you had that conversation with your brother what did what did that look like just joy pretty much and just kind of just in between us how how we really felt 
You guys have been together really through it all. Yeah. Yeah. So at this, after the class, you have these tools you've learned from Teen Leadership Breakthrough. What, how, how are you implying these, this bag of tools you've got in life now? Just throughout school and kind of with obviously work, kind of just not being able, not being afraid to walk up to someone and conversate with them. Yeah. And you work very, you work a lot Yeah, for being a 17 year old kid. I mean, a lot to me, but you're a hard worker. Thank you. Um, where do you think you've got that? Do you think that's from family? Mom. Mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you remember when your mom got up at graduation and, and spoke? Uh, yeah, I remember, do. What did you, what did you remember? Do you remember what you were thinking to yourself? Uh, just not really. No, no. It was a little bit of a daze at that moment. Mm-hmm. Your mom had a very powerful speech at that yeah. at graduation. Mm-hmm. So powerful. We recorded it and it's on one of our videos. Mm-hmm. but, and, and she was so inspired by the journey that everybody had been on. She's been on her own journey Oh yeah, and everyone out there, we're all on one, Yeah, right? We're all on a journey. We're all, we're all experiencing these setbacks, if you will, moving, relocating new friends, just different, different things. Yeah. What would be the message you would share with someone when they're faced with a challenge? Uh, just go through it and not, not like, I guess, take, take yourself down and just do what you want to do and do what's best for you. And how, how important is the support? What? How important is, is the support from others? It's really important. Just like you can have, if you support them, I guarantee they'll support you back. So you might as well support everyone. So when you're going through something hard, you'll get the support back. So do you find yourself doing things like that, supporting people when they're going through tough times now? Yeah. But why do you do it? Just because I know how, how much it can help you. Help who? Myself. Yeah. And how it can break me or help me and just get you through hard times. You know, we asked your brother this question. If we were to ask grandma and grandpa and, and mom and dad who you are, what would they say? Uh, Bonnie, uh, loving, kind, just like don't care about many, many things like judgment and stuff. They're proud of you. Yeah. What else would they say? That they love me. Yeah. And, you know, and, and as you think about moving at, at 17, there's all these things and there's lots of uh, exciting, adventurous goals you have. What are some of the goals you have right now at 17 years old? Make money. What's the purpose of the money? Uh, to, I don't know, spend it. <laughs> <laughs> Get a house. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal right now at 17 is, is, is not get a house, but so right now you, uh, you know, Preston's talking about, you are a very hard worker and you work a lot at 17 and you're still in school. So why are you doing it? Just to better myself in the, in the end of the end of stuff, kind of just get ahead while I can and not just sit back and go eat Doritos on the couch. So is it for the education piece? Cause obviously you're learning a lot doing it. Mm-hmm. Is it about, are you excited? Let everybody know what you're doing. Uh, I help salesmen at ADS and like wash stuff and get to learn through texts and stuff. Get to learn all about, I mean, there's not Every- that many, there's not that many young men that don't love, you know, gasoline powered, uh, ATVs, UTVs, snowmobiles, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Dirt bikes. Yeah. Pretty much all of them do. 
and you get to bathe in that on a regular basis. Oh yeah. So what have you learned? Just kind of, it's helped me with like, obviously I didn't know everything going in. Sure. I knew a little bit, but it just kind of makes you know that you don't know everything. And then it kind of, it really helped with uh, talking to like really, really random people. Cause you never know who's going to walk through the front door. Who doesn't? I don't. Yeah. You never know who's going to walk through the front door and you just talk to anyone that walks through the door. Yeah. And is that serving you well? Yeah. And you, yeah, you haven't always been that way. Yeah. But you learned how to just step up and do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's been some of your biggest role models in your life? My grandpa, my dad, my cousins and my brother. Why? Just cause they, they've obviously gone through hard times so they can help me and support me through those hard times. Yeah. You know, you're not alone. Yeah. And they may know a little bit about what you're going through. Yeah. And so do you listen very well? Yeah. Better? For the most part, yeah. Back then I wouldn't, but obviously now. But now you've opened up that chain of communication. What does communication look like um, for you for you now? Just. With your parents, per se. How do you communicate best with your parents now? Just talking and not like, don't get, like when my dad says something that'll piss me off, I don't as much say something to piss him off back. Don't retaliate? Yeah. Yeah. So have you guys gotten to be a lot closer? Yeah. You think it has anything to do with your attitude? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, if you don't like your results, you change your approach, right? Indeed. Yeah. So you've changed your approach a lot. Yeah. So Preston has a question for you. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Still working at ADS, uh, becoming a salesman, uh, buying more dirt bikes probably and no, that's why he's not. working hard. See, he just came out. I'm working hard. I'm working hard. I'm grinding. It's all for the dirt bikes. And truck, trailer and dirt bikes. Yeah, truck, trailer, <laughs> dirt bikes, and, and food. Food, food, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Men are so simple. So simple, huh? They are. So what else? So besides, besides continuing to work and growing in that, um, selling and, and acquiring some things, you know, if you turn around and look back five years, Long time. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing going forward. You're going to go from 17 to 22. It's going to be very quick. Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourself at 22? Hopefully in a house. Hopefully. Uh, Well, I will be in a house. All right. Going to be in a house. Um, I don't know. Depends kind of how things go, I guess. You have to have goals. You got to be focused on those goals. How do you see your your relationships with your family? How do you see, I, I know think, Mason just moved out. How's that change been? How are you going to, it was hard just because he was always the person I could go to and his girlfriend gets in the way a lot now, but, <laughs> but it's good. That's an age thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Next, next it'll be yours. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So how do you see, I mean, how do you see your life? And then like we're saying in the next five years with family, friends, girlfriend, I know you have a girlfriend. You've oh, always yeah. had a girlfriend. What can I say? Um, Womanizer. <laughs> Ladies, uh, man. Of course. But uh, with obviously relationship with my family, I think it'll grow more because I'm sure, I'm sure my mom and dad will still work the same amount of time. But I think once I move out, I think we'll, we'll get closer because we're not spending all this time together. I think it kind of will just bring us closer. So you recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not really about the quantity of the time you spend together is the quality of the time you spend together. Yeah. So you start making those moments count. 
Yeah. You get to start doing that now. Mm-hmm. It'll move really, really quick. That's what I've noticed with Mason is when, since he's moved out, she's kind of wanted to obviously make time for him, but obviously he's not going to always want to come over every Sunday, every Sunday for dinner or whatever. But when he's around, you can tell how much he means to her and my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get to do the, start doing that right now though. Yeah. And just showing up and, and have that conversation about what's most important. So if it's most important to be there for, for on Sunday for, uh, for dinner or something, then, you know, you make those commitments. It's just sitting down and making those commitments to show up when it, when it matters, mm-hmm. when it's most important. And then, you know, ask for essentially the support to go do what you are, are doing and you get to communicate those things with them about what you're doing, why you're doing it, mm-hmm. those goals, and then uh, allow them to support you and you're going to, you will get there. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. You're ready to take action. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to see where you're at in the next five years. Me too. We'll, we'll do this again. Okay. We'll check in on you. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Respect, integrity, passion, personal power, leadership, enthusiasm. This has been the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. To become part of the 3%, visit Building Utah Youth on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or on our website at buildingutahyouth.org.